0: Coming live from Jalas, USA is our guest this morning. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through the industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And before I move forward, may I request you to subscribe, follow, like, and comment on whichever platform you're watching or listening to this show on. And today we have Scott Murray, strategy, communication and content specialist, a podcast host. Welcome to the show, Scott.
1: Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much for taking out time for this show. My so pleasure. we will be trying to deliver uh, value to our audience through give a uh, talking about, you know, something that they can use. And we'll be talking on what ways can marketers use video to expand their messaging reach now. You talk, you do a lot of work on this and on strategy communications and on content side. How do you see video, the role of video evolving uh, vis-a-vis last few years and what it is today?
1: Well, there's a lot there. Um, I mean, first and foremost, when it comes to what you're sharing online, um, that one of the best things about video is you are showing um, humanity. <laughs> You're showing the human side of, of your brand or your business and that's what's going to connect today. Um, and you know, if you are scrolling through social media and you see a bunch of graphics and a bunch of texts and a bunch of uh, people trying to sell you things and then all of a sudden there's a person there, we can't help it. We have to stop and look, okay, who's that? And if they're talking, um, that's, a, that's another reason why we might stop and look. Um, and it just gives you, an, it gives you an opportunity to put humanity behind your content. And if you've got insights to provide uh, your audience, it's a great way to just demonstrate your personality, demonstrate your knowledge in a very natural way. Um, but you're also seeing that video has become so powerful that more and more platforms are beginning to use it. Um, I mean, it's not just YouTube anymore. Instagram is beginning right. to evolve more into video, and there's a reason for that. And, of course, the other thing that people want along with that is an opportunity to, you know, monetize that stuff as well. So um, video just provides um, a lot more engagement, and, there's a, and it's gotten so much easier over the years to be able to not only produce that type of video, but even if you want to produce an explainer video, there's all kinds of, you know, software out there like Beyond. Uh, that you can go out there and create animated videos and explainers and put a voiceover over it um, or you can go to a place like fiverr.com and get somebody to do a voiceover for you for a relatively uh, reasonable prices. So it's just a really good engaging way in a um, space that still is very dominated by a lot of things we have to read and it's a nice break to watch a video every once in a while.
0: Right right Scott So. You know, you focus a lot on people-focused marketing. So what is people-focused marketing? You know, you also talk about, you say, don't stop thinking like a marketer. So how does it work? Like if you do marketing, you have to think like a marketer and how can you stop being like a marketer and still you can do the marketing? Please elaborate on that and help us, you know.
1: Okay. So when I say stop thinking like a marketer. What I mean is, is sometimes as marketers, we have that objective in the back of our head that we've got to do things probably a way that we've seen done other places, or it might be even an outdated strategy um, written in marketing corporate language uh, that just doesn't resonate the same way anymore because the consumer is so used to advertising and people telling them what to do, like buy this, click this, whatever, that that language gets ignored And it's a lot more uh, you have a lot better chance to engage with people when you're talking to them like human beings. But what I really am getting to when I say stop thinking like a marketer is because we have a tendency as marketers sometimes to go in and build things because it's our job to be marketers. And then we create content that we as consumers, when we're at home scrolling through social media, wouldn't engage with wouldn't click because it doesn't resonate with us, but we're not thinking like a marketer anymore. We're thinking like a consumer. So um, when I say stop thinking like a marketer, it's not so much to make it a bad word, but marketing has become so corporate and so cut and paste that will sometimes create content that we like as marketers. But if we went home and saw content just like that in our feeds, we would ignore it because it's just not what resonates with us as consumers like most people.
0: Okay, so how can you know marketing be more people focused and less of you know uh, real marketing? You know, when you are actually pushing only the product uh, and only the product and not it's not about people. Uh, How do you change that because it's a very competitive world today?
1: Yes, you're right. Um, Well, you know, I talked a moment ago about being able to go home and we see things that are marketed towards us. And we know that, Oh, that's selling. I'm not going to engage with that. But at the same time, we could probably take a step back, get into the consumer's head and say, okay, well, what would it take for me to become interested in something? And a lot of times it's, it's word choice. It's what we are um, offering people on a website. You know, are we making this content available to them for free? Are we making it gated content? Are we, uh, positioning ourselves on our website, like we're the hero of the of the customer story or the customer is the hero of the story. Are we writing content on social media where it sounds like we're genuinely trying to help or we're not giving the customer or the consumer near as much room to think, hmm, maybe that's clickbait or I think that's not really supposed to help me because that looks like something that's just going to trap me into something. Um, a lot of times, like on social media, if we're asking questions, if we are trying to have conversations with um, our possible consumer or customer or target audience, um, that is really gonna go a long way because what studies are showing now is that consumers don't follow on social media because they're subscribing to the content. They want to have connections. They want to keep in touch. They want to build trust over time. They don't want the one-way conversation telling us to buy something. They want to develop a conversation first, and then that can lead to the potential to buy as well. The other thing that I have studied in recent years is a, a big academic study that watched over a lot of Facebook and Twitter Uh, messaging from the big brands. So we're talking Amazon and Nike and all those. And what they notice when it comes to language and what generates a share or engagement is people don't like to be told what to do. So if the message says, come to our big sale or check this out or click this, people didn't engage with it. Whereas if people were trying to have a conversation, open the lines up where somebody can reply, share something or provide something of value, then the engagement was a lot better. Where it didn't look like the brand was trying to get something from them already right out of the gate. It's almost like asking for marriage before you go out for coffee.
0: Right, (laughs) right, (laughs) right, Scott. So you talk about, you know, consumers want to see humanity in brands uh, much more uh, than ever before. Now, yes. yes, you're saying something on this uh, spot.
1: Yeah. So, um, I mean, I think we've reached a point where we know already and we have this in our daily lives. This goes back to thinking like a consumer. I mean, think about how aggravated we get when we just want to read something, indulge in some content. And we've got pop ups or messages or advertising at us. I mean, people are coming up with more and more ways to get advertising out of their face and out of their ears. I mean, they're even willing to pay more for it. And what is the marketer response? Well, we got to figure out a way to break through that and sell to them anyway. And that's not the way we need to think. We need to think about, hey, we are actually still in a position as brands and companies um, where we have an opportunity to gain trust, whereas other entities in the world like media, and politicians and things like that you look at their trust meter and it's way down but brands and businesses still have that door open and at a time where you know people really want empathy they really want a connection they really want to belong to something um there's opportunities to turn your marketing into into community and celebrate the people that um you know make your business work help them out provide value And at the and your best result is when they become not only customers, they become advocates. They're out there telling the world how great your brand is, your solution is now and how engaged you are in their daily lives. And at that point in time, you've got customers that are part of your marketing with you out with it without you having to do anything because they're out there marketing for you, telling you, telling others about, hey, if you have this problem, you want to go see
0: them. Right, right. Now, Scott, tell me one thing Uh, when There are big companies who have so much of resources and before planning their marketing strategy, they always look at their target audience. They create a buyer persona Mm -hmm. and then according to that, they target uh, the target audience and then they push their marketing efforts and everything. Now, why when they create the buyer persona and they know so much about their audience, then why is it? that their marketing efforts tend to less focus on the human part of their target audience. And then it becomes too much of, you know, uh, just uh, in terms of pushing and pushing for sales. Why is it so? Second part is that the brands which are smaller or smaller companies, small businesses, they tend to be more connected with the audience. And today you will find. A huge number of people either follow them, or are in conversation with them, and buying products from them, even local businesses. Yeah. Why? Why this, you know, dichotomy in terms of one person who has got so much of resource, another hasn't, and still they are not make, able to make it right for themselves. And that's why marketing is, yeah, you know, it's becoming an endless game, and they are just trying new and new things, uh, but which are which have become outdated.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I I had a, the, the first guest I had on my podcast was Ethan Butte, who um, works for a company called BombBomb. And uh, he wrote a great book called Human Centered Communication. And he talked about how, you know, one of the many things that that book covers, there's a lot of great material in, in that, in that book. One of the things that he talks about is, you know, uh, the concept of digital pollution. And and that the very thing that you're talking about, all those old traditional salesy messages are still out there in really big ways, polluting, (laughs) you know, the space in a lot of ways. And what happens is, you know, that 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 almost works against even the strongest um, insights and studies that show that's not the way it works anymore. Um, because you see it out there and you just default think, well, if, if everybody else is doing it, then that's the way I should do it as a marketer too. Um, you'll find so many companies that will mirror exactly what their competition's doing on social media, for example, they're just trying to do it better instead of looking at what their competition's not doing and start doing that. Um, I think it's just a case where you're you're talking about years and years and years and years of traditional marketing strategies that have been turned upside down ever since the internet and social media rose. And a lot of people have tried to figure out how do we need to change? But then there's also this huge group that's trying to take the old ways of how we used to med- message people on television or radio and force that strategy into Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and content marketing as if it was the same type of broadcast channel. So um, I think it's important um, for people to realize how things have changed. Um, But it's really hard for brands when they're still surrounded by old school stuff to say, yeah, I need to change what I'm doing. And the last thing I'll tell you is there are still plenty of companies out there that can do it not so well and do it old school and still somehow make money. So in their minds, they're saying, well, why do we need to change? We're still profitable. But what they don't understand is how much more they could be achieving. It's like going on um, a game show here called The Price is Right and knowing you could win $10,000, but you're just happy you won 500. <laughs> so right. so uh, it's just a tough thing. If you've been in marketing for decades and done it this way, it's hard for people to figure out ways to just change it, even if there are examples for how it can work like you demonstrated.
0: Right. So you see, for people who, uh, who have not been able to see the changes that are very much happening and some companies obviously as you said that they they know that they are they can change but they do not because their old methods are working either because uh, of the strength of the brand or because of the type of products that they make or produce so maybe people need those products and they keep on using it but times are changing fast and companies also get wiped faster than one can think to uh, think today still those people who can change and there is so much to adapt to in today's time why are marketers still struggling to adapt to contemporary strategies today why what is the hassle what's the problem means uh they have the resources they have got the best within their companies why can't they do that
1: well generally i mean to me it's a messaging problem um you know it they really probably need to take that next level approach to getting to know their their customers to getting getting to know their uh, target audience a little better to find out their needs I mean there's still a lot of companies that might be evolving but if you're still kind of um, approaching the conversation with what they you think people need to know versus what they're out there saying they need to know or what they need out of out of brands like yours I mean that can be a problem. Um, really, the the challenge is resonating. Um, being able to evolve the language in a way that that generates a response or builds that trust. And you know, I think one of the best things you can do is is test. <laughs> you know, yeah. I remember I remember I took some you know before I uh, pursued a master's, I did some really uh, in depth digital marketing courses through Coursera.com, um, and Northwestern University was putting this on. And I remember that um, somebody was talking about how hard this is. I believe it was uh, Dr. Franks who um, wrote this, uh, Judy uh, Ungar Franks, who wrote this really good book about figuring out what to do in this chaos. Um, she talked about it. And I think there was another insight in that same course where they said, you know, go ahead and spend the money to test some things out. And then when you figure out what works, Well, then you're just you're going to make that money back in no time flat and then some. So I think you have to take the time to try things out. And we just can't live in a world anymore of uh, uh, captive audiences and instant gratification. It takes time. And what might be three steps for this person might be 25 steps for this person. And we got to be willing to have those conversations and try things out and see what works and when we figure it out, we tend to be able to build on that, but it's just not something that, you know, if you're an instant gratification person, then believe me, I am, I've had to learn it too, (laughs) that you just can't, you just can't get it that way anymore, unfortunately, especially since you have to work so hard to break down the barriers of cynicism and other things that people have when they're out there looking for
0: solutions. Right. Right. Now, coming back to the video part of it, you know, video is, here to stay, at least that's what it looks like. And oh, yeah. you know, among everything, among content like blogs, uh, social social media, podcasting, you know, video still is, is gaining so much of prominence now. Even in podcasting, you are a podcaster yourself, uh, Scott. Even in podcasting, it's moving from more from audio towards video. The audio is also growing, but video is gaining prominence. And in terms of brands and companies and smaller companies, everybody looks at even in, uh, you can say text, you have got info, infographics and images are being turned into videos. Everybody is telling you how to create whatever you have, whatever thoughts you have into video because you don't need to put so much of an effort. It's easy for there. Even social media uh, companies like, you know, uh, uh, Instagram and all these things are putting emphasis on reels and smaller videos and all amidst all this so-called chaos and you know how does one make sense of it how much how does one use best uh, use video to uh, you know for their marketing of their products or services in today's time how do you use video on different social media
1: well I think there's there's uh, several things you can do there I think here let me give you um a really good option that you could apply to Several different social media. Okay. Uh, There's a couple of ways to do this. One, you could have, let's just say, let's say you have the CEO of the company or maybe just somebody in your company that, um, you know, knows the business forward and backwards. You know, anytime they go speak somewhere or talk to a customer, they just resonate and they just make it work. And anytime you want someone to talk about the company, you want that person. right? Right. So you can put them on camera. And then someone from the other side who can't be seen can do an interview with them and ask questions, um, common customer questions, common target audience questions. Um, And let's just say out of the whole thing, you get, you know, 25 minutes of really good stuff from that person. You can then break that up into 15, you know, 10 or 15 different clips and share that every Tuesday and Thursday on social media You could even go as far as to say uh, to let your audience know that that's what they're going to get every Tuesday. Maybe you uh, call it Tuesday tips and everybody knows that on your social media, this uh, someone from the company or maybe it's the same person every time is giving an insight that's going to be valuable to them. And you know what's going to be valuable to them because you've done the research and. You know, you know, the type of questions your customers ask. Maybe the sales department has told you some of the questions they're getting. Maybe you're doing research online. Maybe you're seeing what people are talking about on social and you can just make videos um, in this case uh, that are just regularly appearing on your social channels. And that's going to work for Facebook that can work on LinkedIn or Twitter. And um, it's good content. It's consistent content. And they're always seeing you. You always have that human presence. And if you're offering good stuff, they'll they'll probably keep coming back to, to see what you're offering every Tuesday. And I think that's also a really simple thing you can do without having to have all the production and lights and <laughs> things that sometimes people think right. they have to have.
0: Right, right. So, Scott, in terms of, you know, there are different uh, channels available, different social media places like Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook and And others are also there now if you have a particular clip or a video now a creator will put his stuff out in a different format how does a person or a small company especially or a or a coach or a consultant how do they use that video on different platforms uh means, means can you give some insight for them or is it the same way What about the text part? How do they tell them about the same thing, Uh, but in a very uh, great way? You are a great content person and you advise a lot of clients. So how do they do this? Uh, They know about the product. They have good product or service, but how do they go about telling in the best manner possible?
1: Well, I mean, I think that's that's what you kind of figure out when you do a, a social media audit. Um, I mean, first and foremost, it's anymore, it's really important to know, to make sure that you're on social media platforms where your consumers are (laughs) and and how they consume content like uh, like video. Um, And when I was talking about the the insights from Northwestern University, that was one of the things that constantly came up is the mistakes that companies will make that they just think they got to be in all these different social media platforms when really they don't. Uh, they need to be where, where their audience is and their audience may not be on Facebook. So if you're, if you're a B2B company, most likely your audience could very well be on LinkedIn. So right. um, I don't know that you necessarily have to um, create uh, a different video for each place. Um, I mean, I think that one of the things that uh, you're going to want to do a lot of times is make sure you have the, the subtitles. Uh, on the videos, um, the the captions, so that they can see what you're saying in case they're watching it without sound. Um, And Rev.com and a couple of other services do that for pretty reasonable pricing. Um, Just in case, you know, if somebody at least takes a second to read something that they might turn that sound on if they think it's valuable. But I don't know that you necessarily have to change it. I mean, you could, i mean you you know obviously linkedin is a a lot more professional per se than maybe some of the laid back ways you can do things on like facebook but it may not be necessary to do two separate videos for two different platforms
0: okay okay and in terms of length of their videos because see platforms keep on pushing for reels but that's not a marketer or a company head can always go by that logic from a marketing perspective what is the best, you know, length of a video that will help them convey their message or connect with their audience? What does the audience want here?
1: Um, Well, I mean, this this is, you could almost spend a whole show on this (laughs) because you've got, you know, this, this I think is also part of the testing phase Um, because you can find plenty of people out there that will say, keep it, this length. And then you'll have those who will say, yeah, well, the studies show that the most watched videos on YouTube are 14 minutes. Well, that's the overall link. The question is, is the consumer watching all 14 minutes of it? You know, what does it mean that they're engaged in it? Does it mean they're watching the whole thing? Most likely not in a lot of cases. So I think um, you have to test that out. Um, you know, go ahead and try some things that maybe take a little bit deeper dive um, but then also go out there and just, you know, do those one to two minute things and see if those resonate and you know, because people are busy, you know, if you're running this stuff on social media and they may only have a minute to look at what you're talking about, that's that's one thing. But if they're visiting you on YouTube, they might have a little more time to watch multiple pieces of content. But I think what's really important when it comes to your length is what you're doing at the beginning and the end of that video. So at the very beginning, you know, you don't have to have an intro and an open and hi guys, welcome to the channel, you know, and pitch a bunch of things and tell everybody to, you know, check out other videos and stuff and tell everybody what you're going to talk about. They already know what you're going to talk about because that's why they clicked on it. You need to get to the point as soon as possible, because, you know, I've seen some of these intros that last 15, 20 seconds and I'm just like, okay, forget it, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and you move on. Um, And then at the very end, um, I mean, if you broke up um, a series of videos and you put, let's just say, five of them on YouTube. Well, at the end of the video, invite them to um, continue the conversation by seeing the next video and the next video and the next video. Keep them on the channel. Keep them engaged. Keep giving them reasons. And if you've got that happening, you might not have to have that 10-minute video. They can just keep moving along and engaging as much as they have. But even if they only stay for two or three, that's still pretty good.
0: Okay. Okay. Lots Lots of insights And tips from you, uh, Scott, now in terms of, you know, we can in in this 20, 25 minutes, we can talk as as much as this allows. But there is so much from you to offer to you that you offer to your clients, to people who want to connect with you. So how do people connect with you? Where do they connect with you? You know, I'll put some information on the YouTube description, but straight away from you is a different thing. So if you can tell us about that.
1: Sure. Um, I make it pretty easy to uh, reach out to me through the website, which is scottmurrayonline.com. But I also have an email address, which is scott at scottmurrayonline.com. Those are the easiest ways. But I'm also on LinkedIn, and I'm usually engaging with people a lot on LinkedIn as well. So that's a good place.
0: Right, right. With, thank you so much uh, sure. for your time on this show, Scott. It's thank been. You. It's a pleasure to talk to you and too. understand uh, the video part, the marketing part. And most uh, the most important part and the best part that I like is that humanity from brands and, and humanity into marketing, people focused approach. With this, Absolutely. it's a wrap on this edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much. Thank you.